to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. Today, I'm sharing a science-backed strategy that will give you courage when you need it the most. It turns out if you want to be brave, you need a plan. Not just any plan, though. You need an if-then plan. Here's a story from my therapy office about a woman who tried this strategy so that she could face her fears. Her name was Alyssa, and she was in her mid-30s. She was unsatisfied with just about every area of her life, her finances, her fitness level, and in the romance department. We decided to tackle some of those issues one at a time. She wanted to start working out so she could feel healthier. But she said, I'm afraid to go to the gym. I'm out of shape. I don't know how to use the machines. And I'm intimidated by all the beautiful fit people who work out around me. But even though she said she was afraid of the gym, that wasn't actually what she was afraid of. She was afraid of feeling uncomfortable. And that was something we could address with an if-then plan. Basically, she needed to create a plan that would give her confidence that she could handle feeling uncomfortable. So we talked about it, and ultimately, she landed on this. If I feel nervous when I'm at the gym, then I'll send my best friend a text message. Alyssa had this really cool best friend who had a knack for making her laugh, especially when she was nervous. And she knew that if she texted this friend, she'd feel better. Looking at her phone would help her feel less awkward right in the moment than if she was standing around doing nothing. And she knew that if her friend replied, she'd feel even better. Armed with that plan, she found the courage to go to the gym. And sure enough, while she was there, she felt nervous. So as soon as she started to get anxious, she took out her phone and sent her best friend a text message. In the message, she said, I feel like an out-of-shape hippo right now. Her friend replied really fast and said, enough about you, start looking out for single men for me. And with that message, Alyssa laughed and she felt better about being at the gym. Her simple if-then plan worked. It gave her the courage to go to the gym when she felt uncomfortable because now she knew what to do when she started to feel that way. I didn't invent the if-then strategy. It's a technique that's been researched in a lot of different ways. There's science behind if-then plans. Researchers have found that we'll act courageous when we're armed with an if-then plan that will just help us take action so that we know what to do if we feel an uncomfortable emotion. Here are a couple more examples of if-then plans. If I get nervous when I'm in the middle of my speech, then I will take a sip of water and look at my notes. If I start to panic when I'm afraid to make a phone call, then I will just say I have to go and end the conversation. If I don't know what to say when I'm on a date, then I'll ask the other person about their favorite movies or TV shows. If I feel an urge to make an impulse buy, then I'll wait an hour to see if I still want to buy that item. If I feel really uncomfortable during this interview and I stumble over my words, Then I will take a deep breath and remind myself I can add value to their company. Having a plan for dealing with an uncomfortable emotion makes it easier to face that feeling. And most of those examples are about anxiety, but it doesn't have to just be limited to anxiety. If-then plans can work with other emotions too. Here's an example. I worked with a man who avoided contact with his sister most of the time because he felt irritated when he was around her. He said she was a bit of a know-it-all and they often got into heated debates. 
It was usually over really small things. But then he'd stay upset for days at a time. So he decided it was better off if he just didn't talk to his sister. But he missed her. And he knew that family members were put in an awkward position when they couldn't invite both of them to the same event. So he created an if-then plan. If he felt his irritation rising when he talked to his sister, then he would just change the subject. He would also remind himself it was more important to have a relationship with his sister than to insist that he was right all the time. That simple if-then plan helped him find the courage and the patience to see his sister again. And whenever he started to feel annoyed or frustrated, he followed through with this plan and shifted the conversation to something more pleasant rather than waste his energy arguing with her. It seemed like a really small thing, but it was a great way for him to become more confident that he could handle being frustrated around his sister. So I challenge you to think about something in your life that you've been avoiding because it feels uncomfortable. Then create an if-then plan. Think about what steps you can take if you start to feel bad. Something as simple as acknowledging that you'll take a deep breath might go a long way toward helping you gain the courage you need to take action. Before you go, I want to take a quick second to read a message that I got from a listener. It says, I've spent most of my life punishing myself for a mistake that I made. Deep down, I didn't think I deserved to be happy. So whenever something good happens, I sabotage myself. It wasn't something I did on purpose. It was mostly subconscious. Seeing a therapist helped me learn more about my behavior and why I did it. But your episode about second chances with Craig Grossi and his dog Fred was eye-opening. It was nice to hear that I deserve to give myself a second chance. I'm going to work on learning how to forgive myself, and hearing that show reminded me that I'm not alone. Scarlett. So Scarlett's talking about episode number 64. If you struggle to forgive yourself or somebody else in your life, go check it out. You might find it helpful too. And if you know someone who could benefit from hearing this message, share it with them. Simply sharing a link to this episode could help someone feel better and grow stronger. And if you like this show, make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite platform. Do you want free access to my online mental strength course? It's called 10 Mental Strength Exercises That Will Help You Reach Your Greatest Potential. To get your free pass, all you have to do is leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Then send me a screenshot of your review on Instagram, where you can find me as Amy Morin Author. I'll reply with your all-access pass to the course. Make sure to tune into Monday's episode when I'll be talking to Dr. John Umhow. He's an addiction medicine specialist who treats addictions with diet and medication. If you or someone you know is struggling with an addiction, Dr. Umhow's episode might give you hope that things can change. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.